0: Welcome to your typical Shonen protagonist. He's Kai. I'm Kells, and today on Sad Boy September, we're rounding it out with your name.
1: First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Um, contrary to the belief of some others, uh, your name is one of my favorite works of animation. Um, so I'm here and I'm happy and I'm ready to end Sad Boy September because this shit has been painful. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, honestly, I'm I'm kind of personally disappointed that we didn't end on something more sad. I think we kind of, you know, not to do your name dirty, but like I think we kind of peaked last week with a a, a silent voice. And I'm I know there are other, you know, sad things in the works, but Your Name was, you know, just a, a kind of a really good film. And that's about all there was to it. <laughs> You
1: know, <laughs> yes. Personally, I I, I take responsibility because I it should have pushed harder for the switch. After I watch, I did not expect a silent voice to be such the heavy hitter it was. And when I watched, I was like, okay, we should like kinda switch up the formula. But I'm like, nah. But next time, I will push harder for the switch. And, yeah, but, but that's. That's your not name the same Your name is thing. still. I want. I do not want any dirt to be thrown on your name or anyone think that, because I love your name. I love the Makoto Shinkai films. Like this is my baby. It's one of the few things. Ken, I'm gonna blow your mind here, but it's one of the few tins that I've given out to works of animation, which a lot of really? people. Really? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's it's a personal taint. like yeah. I, I just I I just love it, man. Like it hit me watching it this time for the. I'm not gonna lie to you. Probably like the sixth time, maybe. Like it still hits. Like you know, I still I still have feelings about certain moments that we will definitely get into in this podcast.
0: Yeah, and it does have moments, um, which we'll get to. So. Let's hit off with the synopsis, all right? So the film, I'm going to say in the most spoiler-free way, is about a country bumpkin girl and a city boy wind up somehow inexplicably switching bodies. And they do this every so often. Hijinks ensue up until the point of calamity. And that's the film. Yes which doesn't, and, you know, so, particularly I mean, yes. do it do a service <laughs> and, because that's about the first half hour.
1: <laughs> yes. So like if we're being more like, you know, about the film, it is a <clears throat> Excuse me. It is a film that perfectly, I feel like portrays the story of star-crossed lovers through like time and through all aspects. In my opinion, it is a work that is... It talks about a, two high school students who live in different worlds, like you said, and they have to communicate through, like, body switching. is like, up in, like, there's all these different ways that uh, they communicate. Uh, like, sometimes they'll leave notes around each other's bodies and leave diaries in their phones, but they each have different perspectives of the world. Our main girl, uh, Misura, you know, she wants to live in Tokyo. She's, of like a small town. She's got her own, like... Rural living that she has issues with and that our boy Taki is just kind of like going through the paces just living life in Tokyo And they get to change each other's perspectives and see each other's through how other people see them And like just kind of themselves in a different level by inhabiting their bodies Then they have you know the feelings that come through that And this is the story of overcoming those feelings and more so changing the world to save someone because uh, Makoto Shinkai has kind of like themes in his stories. Uh, they all kind of tie into each other loosely, very, very loosely. Like, your name ties into Weathering With You. Um, weathering You will probably tie into his new work that he's coming out with this year. Um, I forgot the English name of it, Sumeno Tojima, which I think the English name is like something about doors. I don't know. Um, <laughs> forgive me. But there's always been a story, and this one is, like, the theme of saving the world to save someone, where comparison, weathering with you, kind of spoilers, is basically destroying the world to be with someone. So it's, like, two different whole sides we got going on. Yes. I broke broke Kale's.
0: Nope. Nope. Still here. Same opinions. (laughs) Um, which, you know, that's, that's fine. That's great. I, I, I do think that we, we get to see that, you know, commitment to kind of saving someone, uh, throughout this. We get to see some interesting takes on that. I don't know if we get to see it to the degree, but again, this is like an hour and 45 minutes. So we do have a, a, uh, you know, a limited runtime. We can't show everything we want to Um, like the point where uh, we find out about a, a very important thing, important fact about the events of the story. And it almost sounds like our main protagonist is crazy. We don't get to explore that. Is he crazy thing? You know? Yeah. Really much at all. But. You know. It is what it is. It's it's a good time and it's it's a fun plot. It's a fun story. It kind of goes off the rails immediately and then you're just along for the ride. Yes. I think like what if Summer Wars was about
1: like time travel? That'd be wild. <laughs> that would be absolutely wild.
0: Um you know you've got a you've got a a, a comet coming
1: for your town and your entire family. Man um, that, and then you gotta go to the digital world and save people. Oh my God, is a bad Yeah, what if,
0: but, yeah, and also <laughs> Digimon. Yes. Bro, we're getting our hopes up. We're going to change the world with our new anime. We are. Don't worry. We are. Okay, um, let's, in, into spoiler territories. From this point forward, if you haven't watched it, definitely go watch Your Name. It's on, it's currently streaming on Crunchyroll as of this recording.
1: Yes, it is a goat series, and you should definitely watch it, um, or I'll come, and, you know, throw hands with you, respectfully. Uh, not really. I won't do any of that. But, okay. So, yes, like I said, this is the story of two kind of star-crossed lovers, a high school girl who yearns to live in the life of a boy in tokyo which is kind of like a throwaway line that i kind of noticed um on my recent watch throughs i didn't catch the first time i watched it because i was just so enthralled with like the animation and holy poop everything but i did notice we kind of get that's like a wish she ends up making and like you said that's one of the things that could be more explained if okay is she making this wish like is that what triggered the change because we still don't really know what triggered these two Uh, switching bodies we get this whole like historical
0: thing where the women of this family somehow just often in their adolescence dream of living other lives. So like her grandma goes through this, her mom goes through this. And by the time we get the backstory where um, our main character is, uh, is, you know, inhabiting the, Hold on, let's get the fucking names.
1: <laughs> We've got our main uh, girl, who is Misura. We've got our main boy, who is Taki. Yes.
0: So, so Taki is inhabiting Mitsura's body, and Grandma's like, oh, you're not my granddaughter. And he's like, oh, how did you know? And then they get some backstory. Like, oh, I've done this when I was young, and so did her
1: mother. So it's, it's some kind of family make up bullshit. He's wild. I wonder if they all inhabit their lovers. Like, see, I need more information from a Koto Shinkai. Like, And he's infamous for, like, he's infamous for a lot of things, which we'll, which we'll get to. What does that uh, mean, Kai? <laughs> 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 Let's get to it. <laughs> um, He's infamous for a lot of things. In his stories, that he kind of just leaves details out or doesn't show certain things that the viewer wants to see. It's like, yo, we worked for all this. Can we get that moment? Nah, you can't get that moment. Because it's not about that moment. It's about the journey. And I understand that's ingrained in Japanese culture. That it is more so about the journey than the ending. And I feel like that's the reason why a lot of things don't have, like, the best ending. <laughs> I'm tired of every other anime I've ever watched. Um, but, you know... Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm I'm thriving. Uh, Fruits Mask has had a good ending. I told myself if Fruits Mask had a good ending, I wouldn't ask for anything else. So here I am having to be a man of my word. Um. So, yeah. I guess I wasted. Well, I didn't waste mine because Fruits Mask was epic. But, yeah. Anyway. So, yes. Back to your name in Makoto Shinkai. But he has a habit of kind of not showing everything that you kind of want to see and expect. Like, he'll show the moments that I feel like you need to see. Like, I'd much rather have gotten what I got than what I wanted. Because what I wanted was kind of like superficial things in the movie. Um, Which, you know, I wanted to see like a big, like, declaration of love. Which I guess we kind of saw with the pin. But not like face to face only like spiritual mountain energy face to face oh my
0: god and we'll get to spiritual mountain energy face to face yeah bullshit you're gonna make me re reevaluate my score of this movie by the time this podcast is over that man i want you to have like an opinion and that opinion doesn't have to to parallel mine it's a good film i'll never not say that <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll get to it though. All right. So, on, on our on our list here, we have what you thought it would ha- what what you thought would happen versus what did happen. Okay, and I'll be frank; I had no idea what I was getting into when I came into this movie. So when I like we open the film and then we get you know uh, our main. Uh, female character uh, waking up and like feeling herself I'm like okay it's a body switch that's what's happening and then that that turns out to be the case where you know she's she's dreaming and she's body switching with a boy in Tokyo and we're getting you know teased and hint and, and you know kind of finally explaining what's going on and that takes about a half hour of the film. Yeah. To which point, that just suddenly stops. Yes. And then like we an get another we get another hour of the film.
1: Yes. So we get this abrupt kind of stop. And he's there because they switch every day and they go back and forth. And then we have this abrupt like stopping of the switch. And you see, you only kind of get Taki's point of view for that. And the last thing we see from Mizuro's position is her looking at the comet kind of break off into like that whole scene it's like the comic scene is what the staple of this anime is it's like this comic that happens every 1200 years and it's like a whole beautiful sight and everything and xyz and yeah um so we see at the beginning our boy Taki is looking at it and we the last thing we see of Mizura, Mizura at this point is her looking at it in her kimono in her small town and then the switching stops and it's just Taki's point of view. He's out here. He's doing cram school, like you know. And then we're trying to get into university. I guess we can assume he does get into a university. Um, well, he's definitely not in high school anymore. It's because there's been probably a substantial time skip. We don't get- so from
0: from. Okay, here's where
1: everything goes off
0: the rails, right? So time switching stops. We find out what happened to Mitsura, and that is. Three years ago, the comet crash landed and blew up her teeny tiny town of Itamori. Yes. And d- l- let me let me take you on this thing, like this epiphany I had when we began to talk, right? So there's this whole thing where both of them throughout the film try to call each other. And at the beginning, during this time period where, oh my gosh, this, the town was blown up. And also that was three years ago. We see that's kind of the explanation for why when Taki tries to call her, it won't answer one because she got blown the fuck up and two because it was three years ago in the past. So that's why her his phone calls never go through. That's kind of crazy. What doesn't work though is when she tries to call him later on in the film, And he's perfectly alive. Anyways, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um. But yes, so, blown up three years in the past. Takes two friends on an adventure to go find out what happened. And gets this shocking revelation that the town you thought of no longer exists. Yeah.
1: So, that's a huge turning moment because you're like, wow. You know, what is going on? Why is... You know, like, that's huge. You know, you're like, the girl I've been having this, like, these pie chains with isn't real. And he starts to, like, doubt himself. He's like, am I crazy? Like, you know, he finds out the town through this whole process, and it's like, the Dory, and it's like, oh, God, this is a town that's been wiped off the map. So, and they find the girl's name and the victim's like, yes, this is a dead girl. Like, so, when that happened, what did you think, how did you think the rest of the movie was going to play out? I mean, I knew he
0: was going to find her one way. I didn't know if she was going to be a ghost or if it was going to be some more time travel bullshit. But I knew he was going to find her. Like, this story doesn't end with them just parting ways with a mystery.
1: True, true. So, I mean, when I first found that out, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not saying I necessarily thought she was going to, like, stay dead, I just, you know, I thought, like, he was going to, like, ascend in the spirit world or something. I didn't know what I thought was going to (laughs) happen. I didn't really see him going back Uh... to change it. Like, I I got the same vibe from this that I did with, like, (sighs) like, I got this whole vibe of, like, a Ghibli movie. And that's because, you know, Makoto Shinkai was a you know, apprentice of Haizo Miyazaki. So, I'm, I feel like that's exactly what it did, though.
0: Like, yeah. it was incredibly ghibli Go to this sacred garden on top of the, like, the volcano and go into this tiny shrine that's, like, separate from everything else. And then, like, you know, give half of yourself to change the world. Like, that's exactly what happened. And, like, watching it go on, I'm like, okay, I, don't, I didn't know where this was going to go, but suddenly I'm not surprised how the, the path we're taking. Yeah. Uh, to the point where the man went up to the mountain and was like, all right, school friends, you go back to Tokyo, I'm asleep sleep on this mountain. And then he drinks spit sake. Yes. And then goes into a coma. Because that thing was dank. Which I love that. I love that kind of callback like more than once because we get the like interaction about all right, this, you know, the whole thing with this little tiny village is they have their own kind of traditions and they make spit sake as the traditional way was. And, you know, they do that as shrine dancers and then they take it up to the mountain and give it to the like the body of the god. And it was real cool. Like, and to not only see that be, like, a, a contributing factor to the rest of the story, but also when they reunite, be, like, a plot point where, like, oh, my God, you drank my spit sake? you perfect.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's one of those things where this is how sake used to be made way back when. So if you were drinking sake, you were drinking someone's spit. So, I mean, the legend of how sake was made. Yes. yes, the air quote legend because we don't see what happened. Um, also, just quick side note I'm really glad the dad wasn't abusive and didn't <laughs> slap his daughter because, like, I don't know why I felt like that vibe was coming at some point. Um, but I'm really happy that it never came, so <laughs> just had to get that out there. Also, um, not a good dad, yeah, not a good dad at all. Forsaked his whole family after his wife died. Definitely coming up. For for
0: bad dads of anime twenty twenty-four. This bitch. Um <laughs> running on
1: re-election. Oh my god. Um but yeah, no, just him like the whole scene with the like, going up and the trying the sake to get the like spirit quest um to kind of get into the It's not really explained at all. So it's just basically just the connection because halftime that's something we find out about earlier in the movie. Um, when they're learning in the small town of Itori, it's like, yo, let's talk about halftime. Not the musical halftime that you and I are familiar with from our band nerd days, but the halftime that happens somehow in Japan.
0: Yeah, and- you know, in, in, in the twilight of the evening, and also, like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, so I, sen- I love that he he sat here and drank this, and then boom, we're back to
1: like body switching. Yes, which is you know interesting. So when he takes back his body, he first hijacks his friend Tessie's bike, um, or Tessie, Tessa, anyway, that guy, um, steals his bike, and then bikes all the way up to the spot where he is in his current day, looking for. Like the portal, and they kind of find and they connect. It's like, yo, it's you, it's me, and we're all we need. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, they and they're have- like, you, you, you can,
0: you can prevent the death of your entire city if you go and tell them. Oh wow, that's great! You drink my spit sake. You gross, and you fondle me only once. Only once. He says, good enough. And then we get to this whole thing, okay? This thing right here, where it's like, wait, before we go, let's write our names on each other's hand. Because apparently every time we switch, we seem to forget who the fuck we were. So yeah, let's write down our names on each other's hand. So he gets his quote unquote name written on her palm. And she goes to write something, and all we get is a line before she just fucking vanishes.
1: And that's a plot point. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, that that happens. But, like, you know, we get the iconic I love you, you know? Yeah, like, uh, well. <laughs> she goes off to save the village. It's
0: not going to happen in time. She goes to chase down her dad. She falls down a fucking flight of stairs, rolls over, looks at her hand, and instead of seeing uh, Taki's name, she sees, I love you, and goes, that's not going to help me find you. To which, I agree. I was <laughs> like, right, I
1: know, that's- I know <laughs> Kells is going to love this practical, realistic moment that happened here.
0: <laughs> but it was also like the motivating factor for her to get up after her tragic fall down the stairs. To go run after her dad and convince him to do something. Which Um,
1: happened completely off screen. Um, Yeah. I mean, mostly off screen. She rolls in
0: the office and he's like, not you again, but it's like her convicted look. And he's like, oh, wow. Yeah, it is you this time. So maybe he's got PTSD about like getting possessed. Yeah. So...
1: And that's maybe you're right. Maybe his mom did, uh, or maybe her mom did possess him and be like, yo, yeah. so what you think the that same would be? Shit. <laughs> what you think that would be all the more reason for like him to listen? But I guess, but like not. also, he knows that
0: this is some random dude in my daughter's body. Like, yeah, true. Do you think
1: I would trust me if I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, but we know that there is like, so what I really like about this, um, is that the believability or the non-believability of, um, like a kid telling you that, you know, we're about to all die. It's very practical. So it's not like, <laughs> hey, you know what? You're right. you right. Nah, it's like, nah, <laughs> like...
0: We, yeah, that that scene where where he wakes up and is like, Grandma! She's like, you're not my granddaughter. You must be. Here's the whole lore about how we all switch bodies in this family. He's like, okay, great. Well, a comet's gonna come murder you all if we don't evacuate today. Blah, blah, and blah, Grandma's stuff. like, I believe in body switching. I don't, like, how, how the fuck am I supposed to know about a goddamn,
1: like, asteroid. Get out of here. You know? I love yeah. that. No, I, I love it as well. Um, It's very fun, and it's very, like, real, you know? Um Also, like, the fact that it's, it's like the friends that believe him, like, or believe in her, are like, we get some real friendships in this movie, like, which I'm so glad to see there's, like, not any, like, turning backs or like we have to go through a subplot of like making up with a friend because we put a boy before them or something else or like that. I love how it's just like classic friendship, like thrown up in here.
0: Yes, partially because we don't have time.
1: Yeah. But both of them have
0: friends. Like uh Taki has like the two dudes that he he's friends with. And like yeah. it's not a problem. And,
1: uh Susika. Yeah. Which I got to tell you a crazy fun fact about oh, Susuka. Oh, God. tell me. That is actually who um, Homegirl ends up marrying. Who is Homegirl? Uh, Miki Obukura, the employee. Oh, okay. The, 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 the
0: senpai from the Italian restaurant? Yes. In an Yeah, somehow I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah.
1: In an interview, Makoto Shinkai was like, hey, you know, that's who he... Uh, she ended up marrying because she showed the wedding ring. And if you look in the cafe, when he's wearing the suit, he is also wearing a wedding ring. Uh...
0: Yes, which is good. Which is good. Because they went on the adventure with Taki. To yes. the whole, like, asteroid city.
1: So I could see that working out. That's yes. kind of nice. So by my headcanon, Taki and Mitsubur are together because he would not confirm that in an interview. Stupid! No, of, of course not, because that's the whole point of the fucking movie. Yeah,
0: but okay. Any, any how do you it? how do you feel about films that don't give you that payoff?
1: Yes. Okay. So, um, so in it. Uh, let's let's wrap up the overview of
0: it first. So, I mean, I mean, do we need to or do we need to keep at this?
1: I mean, Which, whichever whichever way. Okay, I was just saying. Like, we. I mean, we could do it. So. Films that don't give you that ending, I kind of hate, man. Like, I know, I, okay, it's, it's very nuancey because, like, I get it and I understand the artistic value, but what do you lose from showing me how things happen? I was emotionally invested in this movie. I went through a bunch of eyes and up, well, eyes, sorry. I went through a bunch of highs and not that really lows, but just ebbs and flows of, like, my emotional comfortability in this. And I also, like,. <sighs> I also really, you know, got attached to these characters in such a short time because I feel like they're all written so well, especially Mitsuha and Taki. Like, and even, you know, the plus of friends and everybody, I really enjoyed them. So I would very much care about what happens to them and, you know, so forth. And I feel like kind of hoed that we didn't get to see the confirmation that Taki and Mitsuha got together. Like, I, I know in my mind that they did. But like, I still need that concrete. It's like it's like an anime. I hate when they do that as well. When they kind of just tease something, but it doesn't happen. They're like, oh, it's like ambiguous, but it's like confirmed. I'm like, no, just confirm it. Like, Food Wars is... Never mind. I won't spoil it. But Food Wars is one of the biggest <laughs> things. I'm not going to tell you with who, but they do that with a couple of Food Wars, and it's so aggravating. So I'm like, just tell me. Because he's like, oh, in my head, candy. yes, they are together. But I didn't have enough time to write that. I'm like a brat. Like, could you imagine if, like... I'm going to use Boruto, for example. Could you imagine in Boruto, like, you just see, like, Naruto, but you don't see who he got with? Like, are he not anything? And it's like, oh, yeah, it's totally Hinata, but she's, like, I'm not going to bother putting her in the series. Like, what? Why? I mean, she's basically not
0: there as it is. Facts. But yes, I could... See. <laughs> yes, that would be disappointing if we got... If we got Boruto without Naruto the last or whatever, where we get to see the wedding. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Ah, now, fortunately this, this film doesn't end without some kind of payoff, right? Yeah. So we get this whole adventure where they go back in time, three years and all this blue, blah, bullshit. Um, and our boy Taki is left with this, this kind of sense of, of, of longing and searching for somebody, but he doesn't know who. And because of the events of the, the whole time travel bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Mitsuha is in the same boat. She winds up alive, and they see each other in passing, but they never, like, touch base or realize who each other are. So the end of this film is like, okay, well, we're not going to get this kind of happy ending, very satisfying wet thing. But we do wind up the very last scene is they go chasing after each other and they wind up on some stairs and they, they pass each other in disappointment. And then Taki turns around and is like, wait a minute, don't I know you? And she's like, with tears streaming down her face, I thought the same thing is your name in film. Like, I'm glad we got some resolution. We weren't left in the dark. We're, yes. we're left with, you know, a numbing void of, of of a hint of, you know, closure, but at least it's something. Yes. Definitely uh, something. To which I want more. You know, I, wa- I want to know what happens between these characters. I want to...
1: I want more, but, you know... I think there's... The book shows it, which I'm gonna have to see. Um, yeah. So... I have to definitely look at it. Uh but though, the I want more, but the wild part about that is in the ending, like before we get to the end, we see that it was successful, you know, that Mizura was able to convince the townspeople. Um they were all found in an emergency drill coincidentally, and no one really knows how it happened because whatever weird hijabi magic happened um kind of wiped everybody's memory. Like, Taki doesn't even know why he was on the mountain. He doesn't know why why um, his two friends, who later got married, um, left without him. He thinks they have a fight. And he definitely doesn't remember Mizura or his involvement in that. But he still has that inclination as he's in these job interviews. He wants to be an architect that can warn, like, build, make buildings so people, you know, disasters incoming and things like that because he's gone through these incidents which is kind of crazy to me, like, and then he doesn't, he's not getting jobs, because I guess Japan is much like American aspect of, like, you sound like a Lulu, and we don't care. Well, I like the,
0: his whole thing, like, yes, he's definitely concerned about, you know, what's going to happen, but he's also like, I want to be able to, like, build landscapes that, like, help people make memories. hmm Because Lord only knows what's going to happen next. Like, and that kind of passion is
1: problematic for his job search, absolutely. This is why you gotta start your own business, be your own boss and have your own problem. Is that how that works? That's how I choose to believe that it works for me, okay, yeah, but anywho um so yeah, we just kinda like that's you know that's our story, you know that's. Your name, um they come across each other thin in a passing kind of breath, and it's just kinda it's shown like like how things work, and you know like i feel I feel hoed but loved at the same time, uh <laughs> like I've watched the movies eight times, so you think that would go away. Um, but no, it's just like something that always kind of leaves me like in an emotional tiffy. Like it's a different type of sad than the sad that we had like experienced. Um, this sad boy September. I feel like each one had like a different type. Like you know, we started with um, your line April, which was just like you know, it was like a beautiful kind of sad because it's like you know, with loss, there's also love. And all that. And then Plastic Memories was kind of the same vein as Your Lie in April. I wouldn't say it didn't, like, actually go as hard as Your Lie in April, but still hit pretty hard in different ways and reasons. And then A Silent Voice just eviscerated us. There was no happiness in that sad. At least for me, there wasn't. I was just like, wow, I feel empty and also, like, ready. Like, it was a lot. And then Your Name is kind of, like, sombering sad. Cause it's like, okay... <laughs> You know, our main girl lived, you know, but we still went through this experience. You know, we still feel like our boy is still, even after all that, he has really no reward for his, like, actions. Um, If I say, you know, he's kind of just kind of still left alone. Like his friends have jobs, all this, and he's still missing the girl. So it's like, wow, you know, Um, but we get that glimpse of her. You know, but it's still not kind of there. So you're like, wow, we still don't have this kind of thing. And he even sees like, you know, Tessie and homegirl in the Starbucks, air quote. Um, and he's like, am I going crazy? You know, like what's happening? It's kind of crazy that this
0: film is the second highest grossing domestic film in Japan, right behind Spirit of Away.
1: Yes, I think it surpassed Spirit Away at one point. We would have to verify that with real facts. Yeah, <laughs> with real facts. Um But yeah, so no, it is But like, like, yeah. like this film is
0: like up there in, you know.
1: No, this was this was yeah. the film, man. It um it won an outstanding achievement in music. It won the most popular in the Japanese Academy. Um it's, like, won so many awards. Like, it was praised. The, f- the well. first anime film not directed by Hayao
0: Miyazaki to earn more than $100 million at the Japanese box office.
1: hmm And it made $380 million American domestically when it came to theaters. Like, it was a hot ticket, bro. Like, this movie is wild, you know? So, it was... Um,
0: Maybe if I saw it in theater, I might have a different opinion of it.
1: Yeah, it also won uh, Best Animated Feature at two thousand sixteen's Los Angeles Film Critics Association Awards. Hmm. So, it's wild um, considering. So the the, the credentials, credentials are there, man. Yeah, it's um, so it's definitely something that I feel like is uh, I consider, you know somewhat a masterpiece in my... Okay, maybe not a masterpiece, but, like, I consider it a true gem. Like, personally, if I took out all the criticisms and all the things and didn't look at it analytically, analytically, it's still such a powerhouse, like, film for me. Like, I love it with my whole being. Um, And even without that, you know, it goes from being a 10, if I look at it really critically and judge it, it goes from being, like, a 10 to, like, maybe a 9. So it's just... Like, the themes, like, the values, like, the characters is which one thing I really wanted to, like, touch on. It's, like, I love that we only have about an hour and, like, 50 minutes with these characters. Yet, I feel like these characters are developed well. They go through growth. They go through pain. And we kind of get to understand a true embodiment of, like, who they are. More so Misura or Misaru than I feel like Taki. I feel like Taki kind of has, like, you know is, like, secondary to her. I feel like, but... I feel like it's still... Like yeah, you know. definitely. Go ahead. Definitely.
0: Uh, Taki is secondary to her because we don't get introduced to him until after she screams at the top of her lungs from the shrine steps that she wishes she would be reincarnated as a boy in Tokyo.
1: Yes. Like... <sighs> it's... I was just like, towards the end of the movie, man, the first time I watched it, I'm like, how many fucking times are they going to walk past each other, bro? Like, how many times? So, but, um... Yeah. I enjoyed... Did you have a favorite character or a favorite moment from this movie?
0: Grandma. Grandma was legit. Grandma getting carried to the top of the fucking shrine. That was adorable. I'm just like... I'm like, damn. I love that scene. Um... No, I, I I like the cinematic storytelling. Like, yes. that's the thing that really stuck out to me And that, like, we had a few scenes that were relevant and we didn't get much explanation, but they were, like, relevant to the plot and also relevant to our characters' emotions. Like, I think the entire plot arc of the whole ceremony of, like, traditional spit sake... Where they, do the, where they do the dance um, in full regalia and, and her kind of school friends show up and are like embarrassing um, Mitsuha. And for that plot to like go all the way where she t- like hikes up the, the mountain with like Grandma Yoda and they place the spit sake at the, the body of the village's god. And that plays into like further time travel bullshit with like taki, and that's both like like reverent and totally juvenile when when she finds out that he drank her spit sake like I love both of those those kind of things, which I
1: can absolutely see why this film did so well, yes, um, those are both great moments I loved for me. I love the scene where she goes like I love how everything's like non-sequential storytelling because I feel like to tell non-sequential storytelling you have to be really good at it otherwise you're gonna like hoe the whole bag up and I feel like this did a great job of it especially um with the scene where she goes to see him on the train that's when you kind of realize oh wow you know like this is like what is going on it's like the whole mind wonky thing starts to develop even more so
0: um yeah no she goes and sees him 3 years before like the current time of the story is running which is the day before the uh the comet hits. the asteroid yeah. yes the day before the comet
1: blows up the town which is crazy absolutely yeah. and uh, sadly to say i love that scene and I also love the scene where the comet actually freaking blew up the town cuz i was like did you have to make this look so beautiful Cause like damn, <laughs> like when you see it break off and come in, and then you see like the whole destruction, I was like, "Yo, that's wild."
0: Yeah, on, on the second go around where we see the town actually blow the fuck up, I'm like, "Oh god!" And we see that man go outside
1: because he watches the news. And he's like, "I'm gonna go look at it."
0: Mm-hmm. Holy, yeah, no, that was that was
1: crazy. I was also like super happy when they found each other at the end at the train station because I'm like, "Yo." Like, one train stop in Japan can be detrimental de- tre- de- tre- de- tre- because it's like New York, man. Like, there's so many people in such a con- confined space and then all these routes go everywhere. They actually find each other. I was like, hell yeah. You know, I just wish I could have saw them raising a little baby. <laughs> you want too much, guy. I do. Or at least just a kiss. Is that? Oh, that's the other thing. Mich- <laughs> <laughs> Makoto Shinkai is known for it and kind of... Some people even hate him for. He never shows a kiss. None of his characters ever kiss because he believes that's not important. And I'm like, listen, we, I believe a lot of things aren't important. You know, I believe X, Y, Z, but I'm still going to put X, Y, Z in the movie. If it like (laughs) it's again, it's his movie. I'll just go make my own. I mean, we with the film we watched last
0: week, um, you know, a silent voice. They never kiss. And it was just fine. Yeah. I mean they never even had a confession, so yeah. They were trying to, which was nice. Oh god. Um <laughs> but I think my hang up here with this film is like so taking it back to I Wanna Eat Your Pancreas, like the unique confessions of love, right? So the in, in I Wanna Eat Your Pancreas, that phrase was the confession of love between the two characters. Only they knew what the fuck that meant and that's all that mattered was that the two individuals had common understanding of that phrase. And here with your name, the exchanging of names, because they keep fucking forgetting, was the the relevant part. So like, I wish we didn't end on this whole like whammy of you know, the show's the film's title is also the last phrase that's said in the movie. Mm-hmm. I wish we actually got them exchanging their names in some kind of, like, excitement. You know? Yes. And not just, is your name in film? Like, ah, uh, What the fuck, Makoto Shind- Shinkai?
1: Yeah. I 100% feel that. Like, but, you know, at least in my head canon that no one can tell me I'm wrong, they ended up together. So... You're I'll wrong. take that. Shut up. I'll take that uh, <laughs> over someone dying. You know, like over like Yes. And there was no note. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank gosh. Like, I'm like, you know, no one had to die this time. We didn't get a note. I feel like Where's Grandma? I feel like we're up. <laughs> like where's Grandma? It's five years of the future. She lived a long life. Okay. Um also we by see that the note, We saw the sister. Where's also that I note? Where's note? the dad? Fuck the dad. Yeah, facts. Um But yeah, no, that's nothing. We did get to see everybody from the town that we saw except the grandma and the dad. So I'm just gonna assume they <laughs> there dead. were three characters from the town. <laughs> well, no, there was the like kind of bullyish kids that we saw as well. Like we saw the girl with the bow in her hair eating ramen. Um, we oh, s- did we? Yeah, yeah. We saw her. Okay, good. We saw the dude with, like, the kind of idle haircut who was with a girl with a bow, we saw him working at the checkout store. We saw the shopkeeper that they went and bugged having a flower shop. Um, I don't know who the person was that was looking at the trash. Like, maybe that was the teacher. No, I think the teacher was walking. But anyway, we saw most of the characters except the dad and the grandma and the dog. I don't know what happened to the dog. Um, but it's the mystery man, the mystery. Shiba in you that was in there, but yeah, no, like we saw most of everybody, um, and it was a cool time. But the music and the animation, and like just the direction of it, was like <laughs> next level for me. Like, this was like this is one of the things that you can, unless you your studio, you're foldable, it seems, or. madhouse or like tokyo once Tokyo toey animation wants to get in their bag this is really stuff you see only with a movie budget you know and the fact that like it's like the type of realism landscapes with like the buildings and they're kind of painted over and like the rain and everything is just so beautiful and the nature and like i'm just like yo this was a this was such a great movie and I, I know it didn't live up to your sadness meter, but I promise. No, not even not even the
0: sadness meter. I'll I'll clown on it some other ways. <laughs> um, of course we had, you just mentioned Ufotable. Um, I you know it wasn't as cinematic as it could have been, right? Which is fine, right? Yeah. It doesn't need to be playing that it's it's a, a a you know major motion picture. It it's absolutely fine that it lives in its own medium. But like there was no there was no real like meat and grit that took it above like a typical weekly anime. Like it was just an animated film. And and not with the stuff that comes with that, right? And you talked about soundtrack. This soundtrack didn't have the who's my generation in the open, you know?
1: Yes, you know. Um, that was that <laughs> Which, was
0: fair. Fair play, it doesn't need to. You know, yeah, that was kind of out there, but I don't know, man. Great soundtrack, not gonna take anything away from it. Um, but eh, it's pretty, whatever, man. Now, landscapes, let's talk about like the art. Yeah, all right, I'm on the same page with you, right? Like, oh my god, how they, you know, how they switched back and forth, especially in like the twilight scene. From like one crater, which like was the formation of the town, took two craters, and like the light stuff and the way that the twilight worked, absolutely the art was incredible. But meh, personally, personally,
1: yeah, you know, like I said, we have we have our all, we have our opinions, we have our like biases so uh, biases <laughs> you know I, i'm biased to like this type of stuff like you know I uh-huh. like miura miura what the hell um mitsura is literally like my profile picture on Annie list where i go and do all my like weeb like stuff but like i just i just love him, man and i feel like the music by rampage is a whole vibe um, cause one band did the whole like movie soundtrack and sat there with Makoto Shinkai and was like, Hey, this is my goal, this is my ambitions, like this is what I want to do. Is that okay? I, Let's make it work. Um I fool with that man. I I fool with the Rad Wimps. That's that
0: that's that uh, the pillow stuff. Yeah. That's that the pillow stuff with Foolie Cooley. I love that. Yeah. It's and like, especially because the second go round, um, when we have like a, a second faux intro when we have the the real like uh you know full song portion
1: when we're going through time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I love that as well. Um and then like, you know, they also did the music for his next movie, Weathering With You, and his one that's coming out this year as well, uh Suzume. So it's like he works with them, Makoto Shinkai like like, you know, they sit down. I I love when the artists are in the process of like helping create it's like and it's like the rumbling with attack on titans last season like i don't know if you watched that season or not where it's like dun, 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 dun. and it like went viral because everybody loved the song but like it that's what happens when you like know like when you can write for what you're doing like don't get me wrong a lot of anime osts and music just slaps but like in like even liquor's recalled cool, i just watched the outro in the intro were made for that, um, series, and after I finished episode 13, I, I understood why, and I was like, oh, wow, and you go up and look up the lyrics, and you're like, oh, wow, like, you're Light April, too, that song, um, yeah, um, looking at the lyrics of that, and then Run finish that back for me. <laughs> nope, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, looking at the lyrics of that, I'm like, wow, um, wow, if I had just spoken Japanese from the get-go, I know I would have been eviscerated. I could have just saved myself time. Yes, that's one of the you know things that all of these shows in
0: this genre, at this level, do incredibly well, is all of the music, all of the soundtracks are just so good. Yes. <sighs> I feel that. All right. Ra- rounding us out, final
1: thoughts, your name, how do you feel? I it's it's one of my favorites. It's probably it's probably my favorite anime movie. Um, that is a hot take probably right now in my mind brain. But as I think about it, that's you know that's the highest one I think that I have. Um, I I love it. I feel like it's it's definitely something that everyone I feel like can watch and enjoy. I don't feel like everyone should watch it. It's not like Evangelion, that everybody should experience Evangelion one day. But it's definitely something <laughs> that I feel like everyone can watch. I feel like you could show this to a person who loves Shonen, and they would still be like, oh, wow, I love the story. I feel like you show this to a person who loves romance. They would appreciate it, like, psychological. You know, it's definitely something for everyone, I feel. And I feel like it's a good time. And I feel like I need a fucking, like, confirmed, like, spinoff or OVA or something where I can actually see Taki and Mitsuru. Just being happy. Shit, give it to me in manga form. I'll read it. You're gonna have to go to the asteroid five five two 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 Makoto
0: Shinkai, that was named after Makoto Shinkai, to get that information.
1: Oh wow! I'll definitely do that. I will put on my plug suit and pilot my mom and head up there. <laughs> How so weird? Uh, please, cut yes, that. it does. Yes. <laughs> please, got that. All right.
0: Um, other than you know. Uh, living with rave reviews, I am of a different opinion. I think it was a, f- a perfectly fine film. It deserved all the accolades it got, but shit, you know, definitely not as, you know, heart-tugging as we have seen, and that's kind of what I want, in especially Sad Boy September, which we're closing out. Um, Thank you for not saying mid. I, I appreciate that. You no, know, you know, it's not mid you know definitely not going to disrespect it like that um like our coming series will be um but you know uh, definitely a good time definitely worth the the hour and 45 minutes you invest in it so uh go watch it absolutely
1: yeah Agreed. just
0: like you should watch the other stuff we put out here at Your Typical of Protagonist, you can catch us on all your podcasts. We're talking Spotify, it's Amazon Podcast, at Your Typical Shona Protagonist, or on Twitter,
1: Instagram as well at Your TSP. That's URTSP. Guy, okay, you have stuff too. Yes, yeah, so you can find me at Static Dreads with a Z, and that Z is because I'm cool.
0: And we will catch you next week as we leap into October for Your Typical Shonen Protagonist Spooky Month.
1: That
0: is so scary. Thank you.